hello everybody and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. And if you're just dialing in, this is streaming live from BBS Radio in California, syndicated to over 100 stations globally, including iHeart and iTunes. And I'm joined today by my guest who I'll formally introduce in just a moment. Hello, Donna Maltz. How are you? I'm doing great. Aloha, everyone. Aloha. Now, Donna is based out of Hawaii, so we'll be getting into her story in just a minute. If you haven't dialed into this show before and you're wondering what's it all about, this is the show where I identify women who have risen from tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing work, work that needs showcasing. Now, Donna is an author. She's a, an ecopreneur. So we're going to dive into an, what an eco-entrepreneur is. For the past 40 years, she's the founder of Soil to Soul Solutions. It's a bit of a mouthful without coffee. <laughs> and she's helping eco-entrepreneurs to thrive, diving in with her focus on nature, ethics, and regenerative soul solutions which are the essence of her life and career decisions. So I'm going to let her share her story in a moment. You might be wondering, why do I share these stories? Well, as a certified executive coach and mentor, I'm passionate about teaching women. Women who are attracted to work with me are those who are seeking to flourish. They're ready to scale up, to add teams so that they're not buried in the weeds doing all the work. And so I love connecting with entrepreneurs who've got this, this growth piece figured out. Now, in Donna's case, she has traveled extensively. She's landed in Hawaii for a reason. So she's an inspirational author, speaker, life and business coach. She offers holistic retreats. Can you imagine one of her retreats in Hawaii on her farmstead in the Big Island and emphasizing the benefits, of course, tying this into nature, nature therapy, regenerative living, and also culinary arts. So this really is a holistic approach. She's actively writing and teaching, coaching and mentoring, and helping those with um, toxins in their body to lose their toxins, help build that legacy life that they're excited to live. And she spends the days immersed in nature. Nature to help decrease stress, to help the world be a more vibrant place, and also bringing in her four-legged friends, exotic plants, edible plants, and nature-loving husband. So I'm so glad that you are able to join me today. I am joining you in from North Carolina, too, where there's the changing of the seasons are happening, and I'm getting to experiencing that, the non-tropical nature. Mm -hmm. with, with my beautiful wild family and um, <laughs> well, I knew you were in North Carolina today and so you won't see a Hawaii background and certainly know though that some of the work that Donna is doing it's just so vibrant and so juicy along with the environments that she normally lives in so let's dive in because Donna has a really interesting story I know that she um she has done a lot of her own deep work, cracked the code to help herself and others to prioritize successes, learning the true keys to success, and really endorsing and being an advocate that health is your greatest wealth. It's your greatest wealth tool. And how do we do how do we do life in a different way that really supports that currency of health at the forefront, and then how does that connect with wealth in other areas of our life? So Donna, how did you get to be doing this work? What's the story that led you to this place? Oh, I'm so, that, that's a great question, and I'm just gonna get right into it right now. So first of all, I really appreciate your introduction, and I am so honored to be here on this show and inspiring, um, hopefully, um, all of your listeners um, to rise like a phoenix, and to do it many times throughout your lifetime because life is like a roller coaster up and down. And the way I have learned to be resilient and be successful and have so many businesses is I learned at an early age that it was really important to redefine what success and wealth was. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So redefining, and I look at it first, is our health. Because without our health, we can't take care of our family. And without having our family and love and support, and a family meaning friends and community, then our careers, what does it really matter, right? So we, we do things for a reason on this planet, on this gift, this blessing that we've all been granted. And by redefining it, rather than someone telling you, you have to go to call it, you have to do, and six figures and seven figures and all of that pressure, um, well, that just basically might as well give me a shovel and go six feet because I did that and I went down, down that path and we'll get into that later. But I think um, for most of you who probably nobody has ever known me or seen me because I do, I'm not out in the limelight a lot. My, my businesses have, and my lifestyle led me to living in very remote places. Um, my college degree was in organic farming basically back in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, I went to school to study ecology and ended up studying organic agriculture and graduated with a degree in social ecology. And it took me six years to get that sheepskin. And then I ended up in Alaska and lived in Homer, Alaska, um, where I started my second business because my first one was a very profitable, uh, basically farmer's market business where I was also baking and selling sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. But my restaurant was amazing and I taught food for people on the planet. I, we ground our own grain. We used mostly organics. And I was like a salmon swimming upstream trying well while fast food chain restaurants were booming and small family farms were disappearing i'm out there talking about um food for people on the planet and um really trying to emphasize uh health as our greatest wealth even back then i was 25 when i started that and then i went national with the first organic cocoa and chocolate syrup in the nation in 1992 and wrote my first uh book back then i had my son and he became the spirit of the national company, which was called Alaska. And um, we we exported. We did a whole bunch of uh, business in Canada, even where you got where you're at. And um, it, it it was really great. But I was running my restaurant. I had a young child, I uh, an infant actually, and and I with forty employees at my restaurant. And then I, I was running wedding company out of there. I had so many businesses because um, I'm probably ADHD. You know, they didn't have that tag back then. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was just like, boom, just going crazy. Had this national company, raising my son, writing his book. I mean, you know, some of you who are listening to this, you women, you can understand women who do too much, but really it's never enough because there's never enough time in the day. And I look at women who've had like so many children and I think to myself, they get it, you know, because what a big job it is. Each child is like a business. And, um, well, that, that's a little heartless, but it is, it's true. It takes a lot of time, like, and, and, and creativity. And anyway, so I was, needless to say, a serial entrepreneur and started multiple businesses, even while I was running those businesses, retail shops, wholesaling, and um, just on a roll. And then one day um, I blew out my knee and then I blew out my back and I was in my mid thirties. And I'd already made all the money that anybody at my age could have ever wanted to. I'd been traveling to national trade shows and I could do pretty much what I want. I was very successful and I managed to stay really healthy while I was doing that because I was teaching aerobics classes. I was serving mostly local and organic food, um, but boom, when that happens, like so many of you who are listening to this, you never know when you're going to hurt yourself or some tragedy is going to happen in your life. And I was told by the surgeon that I would never walk more than 10 city blocks, that I would never dance again. And I was a hiker in nature, as we've talked about. I was out all the time skiing, whatever. And my, my favorite thing to do when I wasn't hiking, I was dancing my ass off. I love to dance. I love music. I love art. And I just went into this deep dive depression. You guys can see 
My hair is very long. Well, I cut all my hair off because the only exercise I could do was swim. And now I'm not cutting my hair until there's world peace and hunger's eradicated. But we can talk about that later. So it's getting very long again. It's kind of like Samson and Delilah. Where that, that, where <laughs> how, did you, um, how did you blow your knee out, by the way? You know, I just had, um, I was teaching aerobics and, you know, back then it was, you know, aerobics, strong stretch and center was the name of my, my class. And I, I was going back into training after I had my, my, my child and, um, it just locked up on me and it Hmm. turned out I have degenerative joint problems, arthritis in my joints. And I, I ended up, um, having, you know, several complications in my knee and I had slipped on the ice the year before and blew out my back. But anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about rising like a phoenix. But it what didn't happen slipping in my restaurant. I was probably lifting all those sacks of flour. I could just I was a he she woman, you know, before the pronouns came in. I, I was lifting all these heavy sacks of flowers and, you know, in my restaurant. And I didn't even think twice about it, you know, and farming and all of the hard work that I that I had done. I was was always um with a, a domineering father and two brothers and being a smart as a whip young girl, you know, you had to really prove yourself on the, uh, whether it was on the playing field or whatever. Mm. And um, I learned the hard way that, that trying to prove yourself like that is maybe not the best thing. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big, uh, a big part of my teen years. Um, and, uh, you know, I shared, I think when I was on your show um, yes. and thank you for that uh, kind invitation um, about my father uh, coming back from World War II, growing, I was growing up in London, England. You can tell from my accent. I'm not born in Canada where I'm based right now in uh, Calgary, Alberta. But the um, the journey of, of him coming back with PTSD and getting a bullet in Dunkirk was, um, he just turned into a very angry, mean man. He was he was sick and he, was di- he wasn't diagnosed. He wasn't treated. Um, and so when my... When I flunked my exams at 11, uh, the important exam that either decided if you were going to grammar school where the smart kids went or secondary school where the not so smart kids went, they called it the 11 plus back then. They don't have it now. Um, I flunked it by two marks and he was furious. Came to the door when the letter arrived with my results. I remember him opening up the envelope. He's looking at it. He's all excited. And then his Face goes red, his eyes turn black, and he, he yells at me, you failed, you will never, ever be successful in life. And he ripped the envelope and stormed out. Yeah. And I was so stunned. I mean, there was other things that went on with, you know, beatings as a kid, etc. But I was so stunned that throughout high school, I knew that I had to strive and prove and strive and prove. And, and at the same time, I, I pretty much lost my voice because I was so stunned. I, I just couldn't speak up for myself. And that was the situation with my mom, too. So this yeah. striving energy, I carried that, Donna, till I was 45. And it was almost like at 45, um, I burned out. I felt that's another story. But um, I ended up realizing that I needed to take some time away from my business and what I was working on and that I was actually hiding behind an emotional shield. And once I put the shield down and came out to play, it was, it was just so refreshing because I was keeping myself small behind the shield, but I had been trying to deflect that emotion and striving, improving and striving, improving. And that energy, my clients could feel it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? I'm really glad you shared that because, and I, and I do know, know that ab- about you to be true and how we keep bringing these stories up to, to, to really bring it home to anybody who, who's listening right now, compost, what doesn't serve you nourish, nourish, what does don't wait till you're 45. Don't wait another minute. Don't even waste your time. Because Yvonne and I are both here to share that with you because we are living in the 21st century now. We're in 2022, 2023, depending when you're listening to this. There, there, there are tools and there are people out there to help us move through these things fast. Mm-hmm. And we just got to stop it. We got to stop the craziness. There's too much work to do. There's an urgency out there. Whether you believe in climate, the climate crisis or whether you believe in 
population overgrowth or whatever it is you're thinking that's stopping you or and then you have this little thing in the background telling you you're worthless you can't do this i mean come on you are amazing and you are here for a reason and this is a gift and a blessing to be here and every single day i wake up i hug myself i love myself i forgive myself because for anything i may have happened but today is another day to be me and to go out there and to make the world a better place yeah isn't it magical how the universe set this up where every day you get a fresh start <laughs> every day so, i right no matter exactly. what happened yesterday fresh start today clean slate start over you didn't like what happened yesterday then learn from it and go forwards in another direction you enjoyed and you had fun doing it do it again (laughs) it's exactly right and you know here's the the interesting thing you know we all have our ways of processing things and some people have had way more tragedies than other people and granted i have never been you know i don't even want to say about these things that that people a lot of horrific things people have gone through i had my share of shit but what i did um to help me finally process everything that could possibly imagine is i wrote i wrote a book i wrote my basically a memoir of sorts called living like the future matters the evolution of a soul to soul entrepreneur which living I'm like so- the future matters yeah i'll show you i'll okay. show you i have it have it here but it's this is it and, and i would love to offer it to anybody who is listening right now or listening to the replay it's living like the future matters the evolution of a soul to soul entrepreneur and thank you, know you. What? that's fabulous what a generous gift yeah and then i have something else for everybody who is listening too but really the you guys writing your story, dancing your story, sharing your story, talking, talking it. Um, one of my clients, uh, mother was a sex therapist and she grew up, her, the, her daughter, the, the, my client grew up like just not knowing what sex was all about. But anyway, what she did was super cool and made it to Off-Broadway was she wrote a, a play called um, My Mother is a, was, was a Sex Therapist. And it's a one woman show and she goes out there and she processed everything. Our mom wasn't real thrilled about that at first, but it was really important for her. I mean, she's very theatrical. That's the way she was able to release or express or do what you, you have to do. Some people go to therapy for 40 years. I don't know. That's a lot of money. Other people write a book and they sell the book and they make money. So yeah. you know, there's writing, writing a book is, is so cathartic. Um, yes. I don't know what your experience was, Donna. Um, I'm so glad that you shared that book, and thank you for stay tuned, listeners. And we'll tell you a little bit, a little bit further on, uh, as you're taking notes here, um, how to get a copy of of that book. Yes. Um, certainly, what I found is, you know, I'd get up at five, I'd be you know, doing my my first half hour of meditation, gratitude, visualization, journaling, um, holosync recordings my my reg, regular ritual and then at 5 30 I'd start writing for an hour before my family woke uh-huh. up and literally it was like I downloaded through the words that needed to be in the the book my book is words women and wisdom the modern art of confident conversations so it's it's 40 different words and word concepts to help women ask for what they want powerfully and get it and sometimes it's when no words are even required how do you assert your presence how do you put that energy together that basically says, don't mess with me? Yeah. <laughs> and there are well, ways to do it. So writing um, so books is so powerful. I, 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 I want everybody to know too that, and maybe we can give your listeners a link. I interviewed Yvonne a, a while back and we, we, I have a section in my book too about the power of words. And her book is incredible if you haven't read it yet. But one of the words in there that I... It is my favorite new word to use is I'm curious, Yvonne. I'm curious. Excellent. I love, and, and when your interview was so impactful um, on our show, uh, A Dose of Positivity. And, um, you know, I'm really curious to what your, what your viewers think about our conversation, you know, and if anybody is listening to the live stream, you have any questions, I'm curious to, to how we can answer because rising like a phoenix is a very big subject coming out of the ashes it's like you know coming out of the closet 
and, and admitting our shortcomings, admitting our pain, admitting our anger, our frustration, our backstory that is, is keeping us uh, uh, basically just this far from drowning. I mean, who wants that kind of a life? Mm. And, so after and, you, you blow out your knee, then you also had a back problem. So what were some of the specific learnings, the takeaways how did you come back from that? What were some of your steps to get mm -hmm. back your energy, your focus, and get back on your path? Well, first I had like this spiritual awakening, and I absolutely love this question. And I, and I would like everybody who's listening to me like, think about it. You know, when was your lowest moment, right? When When is a low, the, like, you just think you can't get any lower. Well, I had one of those moments after I went and I had my woman's checkup and I got on the scale after a busy season at my restaurant and had been in pain already now for three, almost four years. And I weighed 205 pounds and I'm five foot two, right? Well, and usually I weighed about 140 and I'm still stocky, strong. So I gained like 60, 60 plus pounds. And a lot of that was, I put it on during pregnancy and I lost most of it, but then I blew out my knee and then I surpassed what I was in pregnancy and um and I just like afterwards you guys I left the women's health center and I would wear these big baggy clothes right and I I looked pretty strong you know if everybody knew me you know that I was kind of stocky but you know when you're looking at from here up and you're not looking at the back end you know I had a Brazilian butt on steroids. right <laughs> It was like, yeah, it was just like carrying a backpack on my tushy. Um, and it just all got packed on back there. I don't know what it was, but I, and so I, I'm, I, I get out of there and I literally, I go under a tree like Buddha and I just went down there and I just sat down and I just like was in physical pain. Now I, I was in mental, emotional agony. And I just, oh, the first thing um, I thought about was I, I, is this how I want now at this time? My son's like six or seven. Is this how I want my son to know his mom? Well, and that made me cry so hard. And I just thought to myself, okay, okay. And, and this is something you don't know about me maybe, but my mom and the reason why I got so healthy and got into organic farming in the first place and did all this health is your greatest wealth thing at a very early age is my mom had uh, cancer when she was 32 and she lived for 18 years and um, she was a real survivor um, and part of her cancer journey was part of me shifting everything my diet getting into homeopathy and right. healing herbs and every like just like I saw her go bald like 10 times you know from the chemo and the vomiting and all that and I was one of her caregivers and I was just a child really yeah and so then I don't know if you guys believe in the afterlife or the spirit but my mom came through me like a bolt of lightning I get goosebumps every time I talk about it and she, um, she basically was the phoenix in my fire. And she just, she just really um, clued in and with me and says, Donna, enough is enough. You got here. Now get your ass up. Mm. So the first up. point is, you know, after the shock, right, of realizing, yeah. oh, my gosh, right, that was the turning point. And secondly, yes. making the choice that not only were you going to do this for you, for you, but you were going to do this for your son. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the next step. And, and so just you guys having my, having that, you know, belief um, that someone believed in you so much that could come rise, like come, come and speak with me like that was mm -hmm. huge. And so really I, um, I, I saw the all the all it was fall and all the leaves were falling and, and that just the spirit of my mom everything just whisked around almost like a Hollywood movie and um so then after after that I, I pretty much got myself up and I said this is it this is it and and I'm still having to wear a knee brace because 
you know, I had had my knee like and for five years, I had been wearing this knee brace because I didn't want to get uh, the doctors even told me you really need a knee replacement, but I was only at that time 35. And they said, you know, wait until you're at least 10 years, these things are only lasting 10 years. So anytime I would wear well, and having all that extra weight, right, so I'd wear knee brace yeah. a lot. And so I, I, so that summer I went that winter, my husband and I took a trip with our son who is now six or seven, I think. Yes. And we went to Hawaii and, um, I had already started. I, I pretty much just said, this is it. It's almost like cold tur Turkey, you know, throw the cigarettes out or I'm not going to eat sugar or whatever it is your habit is. And, and, you know, I had this inner strength, right? I just seen leaves swirling and my mother come to me that I better do something. Right? It's like a spiritual awakening. And, um, and so I, I probably lost about 10 pounds before I went to Hawaii, but I started saying to myself, I'm not getting on the scale. I have to lose toxins, mental toxins, physical toxins, spiritual toxins, just let it go. And as soon as I started letting that go, these toxins out of my body, I started feeling better. I was able to start walking more. And then that winter in Hawaii, I just pounded up these big hills before about a month into it. I wasn't even having to wear my knee brace. My mm -hmm. cardio was great. It was getting greater. I lost 30 pounds in, in six months. Uh, I was eating sauerkraut, a lot of fermented foods. This is 2002, 2001, 2002, that winter. And, um, I was reading really good books like Alan Cohen's book, the dragon doesn't live here any month anymore. Um, I, I was, I read Donna Gates book, the body ecology, body ecology, health, the environment, looking right. at the ecology of the body. And that made sense to me. That's how I got turned on to sauerkraut. Now I'm the ferment queen and I teach people how to ferment, which is one of the things that I do which I love. Um, if anybody's interested in learning how to ferment your own foods, um, I'm the ferment queen. I love <laughs> well, I love that you're taking these experiences <clears throat> and writing, capturing them so that yeah. you share that with the world. So your first book is, is as you said, sort of um, a biography. And then you also have some other books as well, talking mm -hmm. about... Um, uh, cooking and tell me about the other books that you have too because you've written quite a few now haven't you yeah I just released a book I haven't really launched it yet I um but it, it's up on Amazon it's on my website but it's called get cultured how uh, vegetable fermentation made easy and it teaches you everything about how to ferment vegetables get cultured but okay it's called get cultured yeah and um, then I wrote a book called Conscious Cures, Solutions to 21st Century Pandemics, which is really an interesting book. It's almost like a takeoff on my memoir of sorts, but I look at the root cause of the uh, COVID pandemic or just pandemics in general, health pandemics, the health crisis in general. And what, and do you believe, the, what do you believe, the, without reading the book, what do you believe the cause of that was? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. And I look at the I look at the other global plant pandemics and I address them as number one a pandemic because if we don't get this pandemic right, none of the other pandemics matter. And that is the environmental pandemic. I look at what's happening to the environment, all the viruses and the bacteria and the fungi that naturally live here and the, what's happening to the environment and where, why, why the environment, if it's taken care of, we won't have health pandemics or they will be reduced or not as severe. And then we look at the political pandemic, the economic pandemic, fear drug, I mean, food and drug, fear media conspiracy and inequality. Mm. And inequality from everything from eco-genocide to looking at what we're, the discrimination that we've done against our own very own, the human, we're one species, the species, even our human species, defining by the color of their skin or their religion or whatever, and how it's so important and everything in nature tells us that we need that diversity and the biodiversity in order to sustain a healthy, thriving planet. Just yes. like we have diversity in our gut microbiome, that's why I teach fermented foods. We, 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 are, it's, it's we are one, right? <clears throat> we are one. If mm -hmm. we look at nature, yes, we mm -hmm. need all of those species in order to depend upon each other 
you know, we're at the food chain, right? And right. the same thing with um, with our human population too. We need all of those different um, cultures, the different lifestyles, the different perspectives, different variation in skin color, in attitude, in um, our awareness. I mean, it, it makes for an interesting journey. And I love that uh, correlation with what's naturally occurring in nature when we think about, um, and I mentioned about Jennifer, um, making an introduction to my colleague Jennifer Huff, who's all about the physics of flow, and it's about outward creation. I mean, that's that's what the universe does anyway. It's outward energy, positive energy and creation. And when we focus on that, it's amazing what our minds can do. It's amazing what our bodies can do when our minds get out of the way and what you're supporting with this um, focus on the, the culinary arts and regenerative, regenerative living and living with a healthy eco lifestyle. Um, it, it's made a huge difference in your life. And now is that what you center on for your retreats as well, Donna? Yeah, that's our whole, fo- uh, whole focus of really um the human race if it doesn't start focusing on understanding and appreciate this concept we're looking at a mass extinction and when when we realize that we are made out of viruses bacteria fungi that is the majority the bulk of all of our beings we have a a greater respect the ecosystems are that we are basically annihilating right now for greed over greed and i mean how big does your house need to be how many homes do you need to have how many cars all of the resources that we um are inappropriately consuming are eradicating the places and the creatures were unhealthy the viruses that we can't handle live in rats i know i don't like rats either but don't have food hanging around your house Ants, you know, I don't like ants in my house either. Um, Cockroaches, all those, all these things like, and and we look at people like that too. Oh, they're lower class or whatever. We, we need all, all of it, but people need to be that we need to keep their environments healthy so that, and, and redistribute the wealth, right? Redistribute all of this so that everybody has their, a place instead of what we're seeing happening now mm. just like business because we're talking business here when mm-hmm. i'm coaching and i'm working with clients i look at business i talk about well how diversified is your portfolio how diversified is your offerings because when you are monocropping anything or you're mono offering anything you run that risk of nobody wanting what you have and then you have nothing to back up there's no reserve But when you look at diversifying and you have a portfolio that demonstrates that you're, you have a respect in all of these areas and you have offerings in different areas. And also you can meet your clients at different places in their lives. Then you become a valuable contributing part of that business ecosystem. Mm, Such an interesting conversation Donna because yeah. you know, we're, we're we're definitely taught you know don't put all your eggs in one basket you know when right. it comes to investments and diversifying your investments and don't have everything in you know crypto or whatever it might be the latest trend for, for finances and and yet there's also a, a big um focus in a lot of the um the influences that I'm in community with talking about you know narrowing your niche so I think what I hear from what you're sharing and your experience is yes be known for something so you're known as an eco entrepreneur but what does that mean in terms of what solutions does that then create that you can offer how do you work with your clients right what are some of those those um, programs those underpinnings what are the shifts that you can help them to accomplish so I think as long as we're super clear with one statement so for you it's about eco entrepreneurism Um, for me it's about women entrepreneurs who are seeking to flourish and then 
after we've shared that one sentence, if people are interested in what we're up to, they can feel from our energy that we have this passionate vibrancy for what it is that we do. So we're, we're being um, that, that, um, that light to pull them forwards. Then they can dive in and say, well, how do you do that? Well, for me, flourishing is all about having, you know, women having confident conversations, having the tools, having the language, having the underpinnings to know when I ask in this way, there's a better chance I'm going to get what I've asked for. And then how do you back it up so that you're not bragging or it doesn't feel like you're bragging? Because for women in particular, that's um, something I hear a lot is I don't want to feel like I'm bragging or I don't want to ask for a sale because it feels sleazy. Well, ask how you can serve them. All you need to do is switch up the word sales for serving because that's ultimately once you've got that contract or that agreement in place and you've made that uh, they've made that choice to work with you what you're doing is is stepping right into what you're doing later which is serving and so why not step in at the beginning and talk about how you can serve them right? oh, I love that word yeah it's I it's, in, it's a word. word shift and yet it's subtle but it's so impactful and, and the energy of the person coming through when they know that they're here to serve is vastly different than I'm going to nail you to the wall. <laughs> I'm going to have a sale and it's pushing and creating resistance. No, it's yeah. about staying in flow and looking at what the person needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I, 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 would lo- I would love to elaborate on that because it's really interesting. I was on another panel discussion last week and we were talking about the word power, right? Mm-hmm. women in power being powerful of power you know and it's like energy is power turn the lights on you're using your power power right but do you turn on alternative do you use alternative renewable energy or do you in and, and and actually that that whole thing of, of power using power right um is 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 like less is more that's when the that's where the power is to be able to do more with less power because the, from from the energy companies and stuff because those in power control the control the, the world right um and the word service right like same thing i mean you can take the word service and you're like oh, i'm a server at the restaurant lowly server at the restaurant but being of service you know when you talk about it in that right way and how can i serve you i mean it's sometimes it's 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 just, just as important as just like how you say that word. Like you said before, I love the word confidence. Like, how do you do this with confidence? You know, how can I serve you? How can I best serve you? And if I can, I can find someone who can serve you, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's really being of service right there and not being salesy. So I, I love that. But I wanted to get back to something you said earlier, like how you do that. Like, what does it mean to be an equal entrepreneur, right? And yeah. what does it mean to do that? Um, and and see, the thing is, is that each and all of us, no matter what we're doing, has the ability and the responsibility to use the word eco in front of everything they're doing. Because like I said earlier, without having the environment, we don't thrive, we don't live. So interconnecting business and humanity to the systems and cycles of nature is what I empower and coach and train people to do. Like how, how am I doing that? Okay, like I have this, this my coffee cup here and you'll notice it's also a little pitcher. But it's the perfect coffee cup and it's made by a local craftsman. So I have two things in one. It's a hybrid. So I don't need a pitcher and a cup. I mean, that's kind of like an extreme. Like how many, how many sets of dishes or how many, how many things do we need, right? And if as an entrepreneur who I am, I'm constantly creating what a great concept, right? Um, how, how, how to, how to multi-purpose things and how to support and generate um, you creating a business, whether it's on land or online, where you are really supporting an ecosystem of everything from the soil to the soul, how it affects future generations. Mm. Well, just the fact that it's a locally produced um, uh, cup, right? Mm-hmm. That whole concept um, of, you know, it was introduced when when Calgary was going through um the last economic dip, um, there was a big focus on buy local, right? Support your local economy, support your local farmers market, support your local, local, local. And exactly that, you know, that impact on eco, if we keep buying 
from you know Amazon or wherever it is. Um, I mean, I I looked at something just uh, in the last couple of days, and having it shipped to where to to me to arrive on time was going to basically tri- almost triple the price. Um, and it's also using a whole bunch of transportation fuel and impacting the environment as well, which is one of the reasons when when COVID happened. I mean, I was already working online and doing a lot of my work with coaching and mentoring over the phone or using Zoom because it's it's so much more efficient and effective. I can work with people globally. It doesn't matter whether you are in Calgary or not. And I'm not driving to create pollution on the planet. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, so I'm impacting the carbon footprint just by choosing how I want to work. And so it just is a win-win-win. And I think when when we look as entrepreneurs at our business, I believe that the most successful businesses are those where business is, is for good. It's not only about making a buck, it's about making a difference and yes. making an impact. So when I wrote my book, I chose not to put it through a publishing house because there was going to be such skinny margins left at the end of the day that I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted, which was everyone that's purchased to donate one to a women's shelter foundation or not for profit. There just wasn't enough money in it to do that. Um, and so that is a passion for being able to you know, take a stack of books down to a local charity or to um, you know, my local YMCA or to the business and professional women's group and, and, and make those books and that information available to women in all kinds of different circumstances that might not ordinarily hear about how to use their language more powerfully. It makes a difference. And I think every business, every business, when they when they when they actually think with that mindset of how can this business not just make a buck, but make an impact and make a difference, a positive difference, especially the whole people, planet, profit piece, right? The three P's, every business can make an impact on our environment in a positive way, can't they? Oh, absolutely. And the easiest way and that this is for, for people. Um, who are listening right now, you know, the way that it's so easy to remind yourself, it's my mantra, like you you take something, you're you're at the grocery store, you're going to put something in your body and you say, am I living like the future matters? Am I working like the future matters? And the reason why I keep coming back to the future matters is probably the most important thing all of us can think about. And if we're not thinking like the future matters, we're doing short-term growth for greed. Yeah. If we're living like the future matters, we're talking about your children and your grandchildren and beyond like the Iroquois seven generation theory. I mean, we got to go beyond seven generations to sequester enough carbon to get us down to a habitable planet. And we got to do it fast. We have 60 years of farmable soil left and the air quality is so poor. And you talk about why people are getting sick and why people are getting the virus. When you look at how many particles of toxins that are in the air and in your drinking water, if you're not living like the future matters with all of your choices, then you're contributing to the problems and not the soul S O U L solutions. Mm. Well, look at what happened. One of us, and this is my this is my little lecture right now. You know, and (laughs) all of us have the ability and the responsibility, whether you're a business person or not. It's your business what you do with your life, right? It's your business. And like I stopped under the tree right then and there, I'm done. I'm done being a leech on the planet. I'm done taking more than I give back. I'm done cutting trees. I'm planting trees because it's not enough to be sustainable. It's not, if we're not regenerating right now, our gut microbiome, number one, we wanna be healthy, have a healthy ecosystem in our bodies health, family, business, prioritizing those in that order. Because once we're healthy, once that microbiome, that ecosystem in our gut is healthy, then we think clearer. We're more conscious. We're more caring. We're more loving. When people feel terrible, and when we look at 50% or more people are on some kind of uh, prescribed medication that is actually making them sicker, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just Google it. Um, you know, you have to really start to think like, what's the big picture here? Is there an economic pandemic happening? Is there a political pandemic happening? Mm. Maybe there, maybe there is. 
And maybe if you take, if each one of us takes responsibility for our lives and for our businesses, and we start implementing the systems and cycles of nature, when you look at nature, you watch how a tree grows and you really look at the roots and the core and you understand that the roots of the tree are as wide and as deep as the crown. You have to look at, are you looking at the whole picture when you look at anything? Or are you just eating that apple and going, that is so delicious. I don't care how it was grown. That soil, if that soil health isn't healthy, if like your gut microbiome isn't healthy, that tree isn't going to last. We're looking at food shortages coming up right now. There are so many opportunities for each and every one of us to get into an eco-entrepreneurship position where we're contributing back. Right. I love what you just shared a minute ago. Um, it's not just about sustaining but it is about that shift mindset shift to explore you know what can I do to regenerate regenerate and so you know if I liken it to what I'm up to in the world um, as well and you know these interviews it's an opportunity to share new Mm -hmm. insights things you hadn't thought of before stories of women rising from tragedy to triumph and what they're up to now now that they have cleared the cobwebs out now that they've realized that there's a better way that there is a better insight there's something that is calling them forward they're more passionate about the work that they're here to do on the planet it doesn't feel like work when you are on your passion and you're in such alignment with this this calling this energy that's calling you forward to have that purposeful focus in your life it's it fuels you so you know you don't want to be sleeping in every day you want to be bouncing out of bed because you've got such vibrancy and such a lot to contribute to life and to make a difference Victor Frankl I think said it um, you know in his book and it's been repeated in other areas too but one of his top three things and he had a lot of time for creating the content for man's search for meaning because you know he's in a concentration camp a lot of solo time a lot of time to think and as a psychologist that was a really interesting topic you know what makes a meaningful life and realizing that the one of those three things was when we have a purpose that is greater than ourselves yeah that contributes to a meaningful life so if you're not already choosing to volunteer if you're not already mentoring, if you're not already being very cognizant about shopping local, buying local, being conscious and aware about what you're teaching your children. Um, I have a beautiful client who is uh, helping mothers to have more conscious children who are helping and supporting the environment, not trying to destroy it. it. Those kinds of concepts, when we can share that type of positive energy, of how we can do good while we're here, not just use things up and to look at regenerating. That's a powerful concept, Donna. Thank you for bringing that forward. Yeah. What are the other books that you have, um, topics? I know that you have some culinary books, um, but there's a couple more. You have about six or seven altogether, right? Can I just backtrack? Because I love how you just summarized all that. That was really beautiful. I feel, you know, sometimes you feel like, well, people aren't listening, but that you were, you were just grasped that so well. But uh, this is something that I want to leave people with that. uh, We're calling it the environment, right? Well, the environment is your home. The environment is the mother of creation, whether you believe what your God is, whatever it is. But Mother Earth is what is clothing you, putting a roof over your head, feeding you. Mother Earth produces everything you use. Everything. Yeah everything including toilet paper you name it Mm -hmm. so when we don't take care of our mothers they get sick and they die before their time right so we have to look at the environment as our mother as our creation it's our creator of the things that sustain us and she right now is so sick and has not enough reserve to supply the demand and everybody who's listening to this is in business understands supply and demand Yep. And it's going to get so expensive for every the majority of people to sustain on on the planet because Mother Earth is drained. And the, the econ- economics are not making sense. 
and we don't have time. This is a whole nother discussion. If anybody wants to shout out at me and have a conversation about it. And there are so many solutions to this. I mean, just carbon sequestering in your home, cleaning up your air in your home, planting, um, uh, have a bunch of plants in your home and take care of them. Learn what it means to take care of something that's sustaining you, that's cleaning up the, your apartment air. Mm-hmm. And growing tomatoes in your home or, or in a shadow box or, or basil, even in the winter, if you take care of them and they're, you're getting the right amount of sunlight and all of those things, you can do, you can start growing your own food, get a community garden going in your neighborhood. Um, in the summer, do rooftop gardening in your apartments. There's people doing vertical farming in buildings right now. Yep. We have to all start, and these are incredible businesses, and then taking that food and turning it into prepared foods in, 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 in such a way that you can serve it without using plastics. And um, people are doing this. And a lot of those are in these solutions. You're asking me what my, in my books. I write about these things. I, I, I tell, I, I show the urgency, but I show the solutions and I am a business person. I love business. I love creating businesses. I love being successful in business and I love doing it for the right reason because I'm making a difference. Like you said, and Victor Franco said, you know, what is your purposeful why? What is your purposeful why? Why are we here on this planet? Mm-hmm. And if you're a woman, what do we do? Why are women here? For multiple reasons. But what is the miracle and the most amazing thing that we do? We give birth. We give birth to new ideas, children. We give birth. We are the most amazing, oh my goodness, in nature that you can possibly imagine. We birth. If we can birth a baby, we can birth solutions to creating a more just sustainable society and a beautiful clean air and water for those babies that we are birthing. Well, that's and what they call it, Mother Earth, right? Mother Earth, Mother Earth. This has to come so in you like a phoenix, like, yes, I am going to quit my freaking job that is greenwashing and, and wrecking the earth. And I'm going to go get a micro loan or I'm going to go get something and I'm going to finally start... Uh, my upcycle clothing company or my thrift business or my renewal. People are doing all kinds of stuff with different fabrics. And I I mean, you you guys, you should check out my show. I mean, I interview a lot of eco entrepreneurs who are just knocking, they're doing great. Mm -hmm. And, um, but actually one of the most important things that you've shared there, in addition to the concept of, living more purposefully yes that you are creating something that is not destroying it is regenerating the planet and um from you know from my perspective i i add in you know the women that are um the most successful out of my coaching clients are those women who they're not only making an impact because their business is flourishing and thriving financially but it's making a difference. It's making an, an actual impact. So whether it's, um, you know, an advocate for mental health awareness, um, mm. a, a sex therapist, a, um, another coach, another leadership coach, um, a, a client who is uh, developing beautiful buildings and homes. Um, I mean, my clients are really diverse, but they're, they're, they're businesses that are mostly um, creative uh, businesses that are service-based businesses as opposed to you know, multi-level marketing type products because I love helping them to develop new ideas and better ways to make the mousetrap so that they can make a difference, make an impact, make a great living and have more balance in their life as well. That's the other thing, right? Awesome. You figured it out where if you live off the land and you have retreats and you have people coming to your homestead and you're developing your product line or your cookbooks and developing things that are great for the environment, that nourishes your soul. But it's also helping the planet as well. And I love the fact that you're sharing on your show and inviting other eco-entrepreneurs to come and join you. And so this has just been such an interesting discussion today, Donna. Um, I want to thank you for for joining me and as we start to sort of pull things together on the show I know that you had brought a free gift with you for the listeners so tell me a little bit about the the burnout and bliss uh, concept 
yeah well this is just perfect and this is the this is one thing um and i could do uh, but th this you, you have to get this is this is my journal i am um it's actually your journal living like the future matters so if you guys want to write your own story and figure out what the prompts and, and some of the things we talked about has all my nature photography and in, in, in embedded in it too but this is this is like like Yvonne and you and I were talking earlier, I mean, writing or one way is, and I love your morning ritual, but of how to express ourselves, right? And, and get that down. So that's one of my, my other books you had asked about. But um, this, this gift that I'm, I'm offering is, is like so perfect for your show. And I, and I just, again, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to um, visit with your audience. And I hope you'll all join me on a on uh, my my show one day a dose of positivity and if you have a story you want to share maybe you could be a guest on my show too but um this this book this course is called from burnout to bliss and it's for people who uh like myself because from experience uh, i burned out badly and um but when i'm when you consider i'm 65 and my motto is why retire when I can inspire. Oh, love I, it. <laughs> why retire <laughs> when I can inspire? Lovely. Why retire when I can inspire Mama Donna here um, is to, to, to know the signs, right? You know, and like what you were saying too earlier, Ivana, you know, if you, if you love what you're doing, you're never working a day in your life, right? You feel good. But there, there are certain signs like anything you're getting, you, you maybe right before, you, you know, you're starting to get a cold, you know, you sneeze, you get a little sore throat. And then before you know it, you have a pneumonia. So knowing, knowing the symptoms before you get the pneumonia or where you're heading and how to have those precautionary things in place and your toolbox and things, you know, the little arm that goes off and says, wait, we're not going to burn out. We're going to do do this. We're going to go regenerate ourselves. Yeah. And you're going to shift the way we're doing business. Um, is that, a, is that an ebook or a course or what, what is the course. burnout? It's a course. It's, it, it's, it's a course and, and it has prompts and things for people to do, to learn um, the signs and, and how to do it, whether you're a coach or you're doing a, uh, have a hardware store, right? Um, and there, there's lots of great tips and tricks in there of things you can do to identify, am I living like the future matters? Is my business running? like the future matters because as okay. our individual selves and our individual businesses, if we're living like the future matters, we are making a huge difference. But when you start living and working like the future matters and you have employees or you go from like Yvonne does from a solopreneur to having employees and working and growing and expanding your business, whether it's a hardware store, or beauty salon, whatever is you're doing. And if you're multiplying toxins versus beautiful solutions, right? You take your beauty salon and you turn it into a total eco-friendly spa. And you can do that almost overnight. You Some great ideas coming through. And my, my, um, yeah, my mind is turning already. So if yeah. you're, in, if you're interested in getting uh, the link for the burnout and bliss course, so this is a free course in a, in a book. Well, it's worth $197. So, you know, when I wrote this course and did it, I sold it for $197. Okay, and, so and we're free. offering this to the listeners as a free gift. Awesome. I'm giving it as a free gift because why retire when I can inspire, right? If I can help exactly. make it a better place. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you, Donna. So to get access to that, you um, can click either click on the link in the show notes if you're listening to the replay for this. Or if you're listening live today, which is always the best uh, way to uh, to get the information, you can email Donna. So email is soil, S-O-I-L-T-O-S-O-U-L, soil to soul at Donna Maltz, D-O-N-N-A-M-A-L-T-Z.com. So soil to soul donnamaltz.com donna thank you for joining me today this has been so interesting it's prompting so many other questions for me but right. I'll you're with your eco eco entrepreneur work keep doing what you're doing to inspire others um it certainly keeps us all youthful when we have a passion and a purpose and something that we just cannot not do and for me it is that serving women who are seeking to flourish in business 
And my gift today is actually an opportunity to uh, take away more about my, um, take away and learn more about my book. And if you reach out to me directly, either in the comments or reach out through LinkedIn, then I can send you a three chapter e-version of my book. It's been a pleasure serving you today and listening to everything Donna shared. Thank you so much. And tune in for the next Words, Women and Wisdom radio show always with inspiring, passionate guests. Thank you so much, Donna. Aloha, everyone. Thank you so much, Yvonne. This was a pleasure. You're welcome. Bye for now, everybody.